And welcome to Crystal Myth. It's me, one of your hosts, Mark. Hi. And I'm also with your other hosts. It's lovely. And Yaz. Yay. Hey, guys. Yay, indeed. Uh, So this week we are focusing on the topic that uh, we introduced last week is Daily Mail shite. But we're not specifically looking at Daily Mail. We're just going to be looking at a general shite in the media. But I think the reason, because we're picking topics based on things we talked about in podcasts past, and I think this goes back to one of our like really early podcasts. Uh, I think this was like pre you, yes. It was one we did about urban myths. Yeah, I believe. Um, I think that was maybe like a couple of episodes before Yaz joined us. Oh, okay. Yeah, definitely it was. Yeah, way so back quite a long in the time ago now. Um, and we've been talking about how basically things like the Daily Mail are really misleading and confusing for people because. I think a lot of like really young people, like obviously causing my job, I think quite a lot of kids will think that something's true and say, oh, it's from a newspaper, but then it'll actually be from the Daily Mail or the Sun or something hmm. that's not really a newspaper. And I think older people do that as well. Yeah. So that's why I hate the Daily Mail. I also like that <laughs> I found a quote um, which was from the, so you know, and like, you know, you always used to say you don't go to Wikipedia to find like truthful information, but then from about 2013, 14 onwards, they've had a big group of people who are hired by Wikipedia to ensure that everything on it is properly fact-checked so it works as an actual encyclopedia. Mm. Although people do still go in and edit it for comedy purposes, but there is truth to it. (laughs) It doesn't stay for long now because I think as soon as something's edited, it's the job of like this team to... So this team that then go in and check it and correct it, basically if anything is a reference that's taken from specifically the Daily Mail, Mm. they just erase it and when they were asked how they did that in 2015 this team that works through wikipedia said uh, we have worked together and come to the consensus that the daily mail is a generally unreliable (laughs) and should be prohibited wow does that mean that people can use wikipedia as a like a legitimate reference and study i mean arguably yes i mean yeah you're still not allowed to but i suppose you should be allowed to now because it is properly checked by a team of academics. What do they check it against? Like, are, are their sources reliable? Really? I mean, I suppose you could say that about anything, though. Can you? Yeah, you'd have to do your own research, wouldn't you? Yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like all research is also based on your opinion. True. Everyone's like, got back, yes. So. Facts aren't necessary. Like, there's no such thing as a solid fact, really, is there? Because... Yeah. Well, there is. <laughs> Maths. Okay, <good> point. <laughs> <laughs> but for most things, it's just... Yeah, I'm pretty sure you... that I have a brain. That's a fact. Are you well, sure? Yeah, You've never seen it like you're just assuming. Like, see, immediately after we finished recording this last week, yeah. immediately, mm-hmm. I 
on I went onto Facebook and an article from the Sun popped up. Oh, here we go. And yep. it was titled Mum Told Off for Sending Daughter to School Dressed as White Girl for Culture Day. And I was what? like, right, what? what? <laughs> There's so much wrong with that. So before I opened it up, I looked in the comments because I think that actually a big part of the, well, what makes this like a, a crystal myth is that this shite, like people just pick it up and eat it and are like, okay, that's true. So I opened the comments before I read the article and it was all obviously like gammon faced middle England arseholes that were like, that's absolutely disgusting. All these girls try to push black culture down people's throats and all this shit. Mm. And I was like, right, one, fuck all of you. But two, what does the article actually say? So after reading the comments, I then went and read the article. And it was actually just, the article was basically the the mum. So it was like a fancy dress day, right, at the wee girl's school. I think she was in P1. And they all had to dress as something that represented, like, some part of their culture, like their ancestral heritage. Yeah. And it was kind of to draw attention to, like, multicultural awareness. So the idea was, like, you know, if your mum and dad were Scottish, but, like, one of your grannies was French you'd maybe dress as something to do with, like, French culture and talk about, like, what you'd learn from your granny or whatever, right? Cute task for small children. Mm-hmm. So this woman was, like, basically her entire family, as far back as she can trace it, is British. So she said, obviously, she didn't want to dress her wee girl up as somebody from any other culture because that wasn't the point and also mm-hmm. could be construed as, like, her basically just dressing her get up as a Halloween costume as being, like, her Halloween costume is but she's black. Is- British, like what would her was she English, Scottish, Irish, good yeah, com- British, like, could, fucking I, like I, Vikings, like yeah. I think she said all of, of her ancestry was English and Welsh. Okay. Or it could so, be Anglo Saxon. There's various types of I feel like, like Brit- England mm. has no culture. Like if you're Scottish, yeah. like say Well, that's basically what she said. So she was like, yeah. because most of her family were English, there wasn't really anything to dress her up as other than like a princess. But she said she's like not a girly girl. So she wouldn't have dressed up as a princess. So instead, she was like, oh, well, what kind of also meets the brief is dressed her up as like a family member. So she dressed her up as a tiny version of her, which I thought was oh. quite cute. So she just basically dressed her like her mum. Oh. She had like a top on that mum would wear and like joggies on that her mum would wear. And then she gave her like a wee coffee cup to take to school with her because <laughs> the girl was like, oh, you always drink coffee. So she took the coffee cup to school with her. And then when she arrived at school, everyone was fine with how she was dressed. But like her primary or like the classroom assistant took the coffee cup off of her because she was like, oh, you might like fall and hurt yourself because it's an actual coffee cup. And then the wee girl started crying and then they phoned the mum and said, oh, it's because you might not know, but she's like basically removed this coffee cup from the house. And the mum said, oh, no, I do know. I gave her it as part of her costume. And they were basically like, oh, lols, like we get that joke now, but obviously we'll have to keep it because otherwise she could fall and hurt herself. And the woman was like, we're fine. And that was literally the entire story. Because a cup's The was, mum told off for sending daughter to school dressed as white girl for culture day. See, that's the thing. The son liked to twist things. And um, so it appeals to their xenophobic, thick, yeah. idiot readers to yes. incite some sort of outrage or hatred or whatever that's not there. Yeah. And oftentimes it's a load of fucking bollocks, yeah. which I will demonstrate later. I think oh, it's, again, it always seems to be like the comment section is the comment section in the sun, it's the comment section in the mirror. I mean, the Daily Mail are 
evil. Whereas the comment section, it's just all these, like you say, they're appealing to a specific demographic. So yeah. it doesn't matter what the article is, it's how they word the yeah. headline so that people can be racist or homophobic or sexist. Or they or... Don't, probably most of them didn't even fucking read the article anyway. Because the article has nothing to do. Oh, the article has nothing to do with the headline. At no. all. Like it, it whoops you in and then you're like, oh, that's not what the headline said. Or has nothing to do with that. But they anyway there was one example of the the sun which is in this book that i'm reading by james felton called sunburn and it it was called swan bay and it was basically so instead of swan lake the pun is swan bake and what they claimed was is that asylum seekers were barbecuing ducks and swans down the park (laughs) pretty sure they're not (laughs) yeah they weren't it was a lot of fucking bollocks but people believed it and the police were like so there was this actual asylum um, seeker well who came over here as a as a refugee and became an actual journalist and he read this and he was like what is this bullshit i'm gonna find out if this is really true which probably isn't so he looked into it he phoned the local police in that area and asked them were there anyone barbecuing swans and they were like, no, there's been no reports of any swan barbecues in the area. I mean, as if anyone from the whatever countries they came from would actually want to eat swan. That's yeah. not what they eat in their exactly. country. But, but oh, it's the Queen's bird. How outrageous. Oh. <laughs> They're trying to make to be monsters. Oh. Did you see that stuff? What was it like a week ago about the, the, those Police, the immigration police that went to somewhere in the south side of Glasgow, like Polk Shields, and they were trying to like kick out these. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone in the area the like to help them. I was yeah, so proud to be Scottish. Fiona, that, yeah. that like you, that I used to love. One of my friends was there. Fiona, she was she's one of their neighbours, so she'd message oh, me like when it was happening. Although I didn't actually know it was the message until later, to be fair. But she'd message me while it was happening to say that. Like yeah. she was obviously at yeah. it. Yeah, but that's so good. I think it, it was a bit too much of a coincidence that Pretty Patel, the fucking evil bitch from the Home Office, Tories, um, decided to send a Home Office van the day after Nicholas Sturgeon um, gets elected. Do you well, know, you know yeah. when? And Do you know what's on the worse, day of Eid that's after the thing. Ramadan. Was, I w- we were in Glasgow because we were like praying because it was yeah. it was literally at Eid time. Eid? Yeah, so it was on Eid. everyone was in the mosque. Mm-hmm. Everyone and there's a mosque across the road, so. The people, I think we'd feel and weird in her constituency, like everyone that came out to help them at the start were not Muslim people, they were all just their actual neighbours. Yeah, and like, my yeah. friend Michael, who was in a band, he's a white guy with long hair, yeah. but happy. He went there specifically to sit in and block the, the van along with everyone else for seven hours. And then, as soon as the prayer finished, all those people came out and they all stayed. And yeah, just, they were like, These are our so neighbours. Yeah, yeah, and then the next day, fucking Rangers fans. <laughs> anyway yeah that was that's that's basically scotland in a nutshell on the one hand you've got like the the good people that want to save their neighbors we don't refugees are welcome here and then the other hand you've got your orange order bigots that would rather vote tory and have them kicked out they should get the football team yeah, mm-hmm. people that were out in the street that day should have got deported. Not people that have actually... See, the refugees that try to kick out, they've been here for like 10 years. They have yeah. kids here and stuff, and the kids were yeah. born here. It's like, where are you sending them to exactly? And why? 
And this is why we should have our independence so that we can have control over our own borders and our own immigration policies and not be dictated to by fucking bastard Tories down in London telling us who should be deported from our country. And that's why we stood up to it. And then, as you guys suggested, we can deport people who are part of the Orange Order. To Belfast. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine if you like it so much. That's where they want to be. They no offence to our nice English uh, listeners, because I'm aware that there yeah. are also lots of people in England who aren't uh, neo-Nazi oh, scumbags. I know some very nice English oh, people. Mom, you can come here, we can do a swap. Everyone <laughs> from the Orange Order can be sent to England and you can come and become Scottish. It's really nice up here. I think, yeah, you would want, I think a lot of English people who are quite like anti-Tory and like, you know, pro Europe, Europe and stuff want to come back up to, want to come up to Scotland and help us out. Yeah. I've seen quite a lot of people saying, like, I'm moving or I want to come up here. We can <laughs> so, get English asylum in Scotland. So. Yeah, refugees are welcome here. <laughs> English. Yeah, because you're going to be ruled by Tories forevermore because they've changed the way that you can vote. The fucking Queen sat there on her throne and said that you have to have photo ID now to vote, which, think about it, if you don't have a passport, you've got to fork out, what, 80 quid for a passport just to vote? Mm-hmm. Hmm. How many people are going to do that or get a provisional license? Yes, provisional license. Yeah. But this goes back to the whole people Real complaining shit. that they don't want ID cards. And I'm like, but why don't you want an ID card? Like, why? Like, Boris what? Johnson himself, our current Prime Minister, said that he would rather cut his own throat than allow ID cards. But and he's literally put it into policy right now just so he can be a fucking dictator for the rest of the time. I literally never understood why. Like, do you remember, I don't remember when we were kids and time we tried to go to the cinema, they, I would sometimes not be able to get in because I couldn't prove I was 15. Oh. I always, always wanted ID to prove how old I was because I couldn't. I couldn't even watch a stupid film because I couldn't prove I was 15. I, just, I don't get why people are so against like... Well, when it comes to the voting thing, it is, it is different because yeah. you should need to have photo ID to vote. You should just be registered. Yeah. And there was only six cases of voter fraud in the last, I don't know, 10 years or whatever. And that's their excuse for saying that's why they need photo ID. It's oh, not. So it's to it's alienate poor people who can't afford ID. It's well, that's not that's 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 government wants to have photo ID then they should provide it for free but they won't of course they won't yeah that's not they can't say it's an expectation for everyone to have photo id but then not pay for the photo id because as you say that's then a poverty issue like you shouldn't get people that can't afford to pay for things to have to pay for things yeah because well i mean they say they think poor people wouldn't vote tory but they clearly fucking do as we've seen Every country in the world has ID, except us. And I don't understand why. Just would be easier. You know how, like, in America... Oh, we're going way off topic. They have, like... Um, they don't need to bring passports for internal flights. They just need to show their, like, driver's license or ID yeah. card or whatever. Yeah, I think... Easier if you could do that. I don't, like, I, don't mean, I don't understand the people that are, like... Yeah, but they're probably... I'm not letting the state. government control me by having ID because I'm, like, that doesn't make any Your sense. But, controls you more. Yeah. Yeah. Thing, when but, you, again, they need to provide it for free. They yeah. can't... There can't be an expectation for people to... But they won't. Anyway, back to the Daily Mail fucking Sunday. Which of of whose things should we talk about first? Well, you were going to... I think you were going to bring up Meghan Markle, weren't you? Yeah, so one of my current... Actually, one of my current bugbears is, as I'm sure as many people's current bugbear, especially considering that I am neither a woman or a person of colour, so I'm sure it's a lot worse if you are and you see the way that... And I don't give a fuck about royals, to be fair. Yeah. (laughs) 
it really annoys me, but then I actually quite enjoyed looking into the lies that, I mean, I'm sure it's not nice for Meghan Markle, but that the Daily Mail and other papers have told about her because the more I looked into it, the more I was like, oh, even things that I've actually kind of, I feel like I was kind of in the position of, I think I'd quite like to go on a night out with her. She seems really sound. Maybe she's a bit bitchy sometimes. We can all be, but I feel like they're blown out of proportion. But even the yeah. stuff was like, that's possibly real, but she's maybe just been having an off day just turned out not to be real either. Like, basically nothing any newspapers ever reported about her is real. Meghan Markle, for anyone who is listening and doesn't know who she is, uh, is the Duchess of Sussex. She's, like, Prince Harry's wife. I'm assuming everybody knows who she is, though. Yeah, I feel um, like I should know who she is. <laughs> and she's been attacked by, basically, like, racist, sexist, classist, general, horrible people since her and Prince Harry got together, including, well, very specifically, the Daily Mail, the Sun, um, the Mirror, and the Lord of All Evil, Piers Morgan. It was um, funny, though, that, like, when Harry was dating a nice, like, kind of posh white girl called Chelsea Davy, that there was no problem with that. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. funny. But apparently okay. it's not racist, and, and we'll come back to the Piers Morgan yeah. thing, but also apparently... Oh, I'm going to bring him up and all. There's no it's issue fun. with her whatsoever. <laughs> so I found, like, what... 10 things that were common misconceptions about uh, Meghan that are, again, like, they're Meghan Markle urban myths because they're not true. One of them I found, I mean, I'd say I found 10 of them. I found six. There's fucking hundreds. I looked at the 10 most interesting because otherwise we go on forever. So yeah. The, uh, Daily Mail reported that an insider had revealed to them, also love when the Daily Mail do that, like an insider told us, like, yeah, who's that? one of Meghan Markle's pals phoned the Daily Mail. Okay. That's, it's um, not just tabloids that do that. Sorry to interrupt, but I just want to briefly say that fucking the BBC, yeah. of all people, they've got a political correspondent, Laura Koonsberg. In fact, not even the BBC, ITV as well. They've got a guy called John Peston, I think. And they all tweet, if you're on Twitter, they all tweet, a, a number 10 source says this. A number 10 source says that. And it's like, yeah, but any fucking person can just say that. You yeah, need not name a name sources. What, have you got inside be. information from number 10 that's feeding you propaganda? that you're now repeating to is <laughs> just as bad yeah yeah just say it was, it was a source and they're trying to be unbiased oh, so number it's 10 a source, source. <laughs> okay fuck off an anonymous yeah. if it's not a if it's not a named source it's not a source so this apparent source um who is unnamed <laughs> said that while harry and the royal family wanted him to be with prince charles when charles tested positive for the coronavirus megan had stated that and the, that these are in quote marks under no circumstances am i okay with you traveling to england uh, she stated to the prince it is again in quotes forbidden which okay the tip of the iceberg of their madness but it <laughs> immediately made me think again but how would they know that how can they possibly yeah. know a private conversation that they've had in the room. Yes. Um, like <laughs> who is making her age be bossy? Prince Harry, because who <laughs> else is there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're just trying to make her out to be a, a dominating bitch, basically. And he's One got that no I balls. Was quite interesting because in my head, I, again, I feel like because it sort of seeps into your consciousness, I'm mm. all she's spectacularly good looking for her age because in my head I thought she was way older than she was. Oh, she's she's older than Harry, isn't she? By a few well, years. yeah, only by a few years. So mm. all these like newspapers all constantly report on her as Harry's and to the quotes that I pulled her like much older wife. <laughs> um, and from the start of the relationship, there's like quotes where considerable age gap and so on. It's totally but, irrelevant. Well, she's just under three years older than him. Yeah, who gives a shit? My grandma was ten years younger than my grandpa. Who gives a shit? 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 Who gives
And she's not as much older wife, and that's not a considerable age gap. Oh my god. Three years older than him, they would have been at school at the same time. Like wait, she's only three years older than us, actually. I think about it. Oh, yeah. Which again is why I feel like because of the way they report it, in my head I was like for some reason I thought she must have been like her late forties. Yeah. Just because yeah. of the way the media like reports it, and I thought she looks so good for her age. And to be fair, she still looks so good for her age, but she's now ten years younger than I previously thought she was. Yeah. No, she's thirty nine, so she's like, I think she looks her age to be honest. Like I do. And she lives in fucking Hollywood. She's got all the the fancy gyms exactly. and trainers and beauty regimes that she could ever possibly want. Exactly. If I had all that, I'd look like amazing. And if I had the choice between that, the here and being racially abused every day by the media, probably go to Hollywood and be hot. And the next two quite entertained me because they named the sources this time, but I thought it was funny where okay. the sources were. So several news uh, outlets quoted expert, I'm putting that in quotes because they called her an expert, Jermaine Greer, right. who doesn't know Prince Harry and has never met Meghan. <laughs> and quoted her as an expert saying that people knew that she was going to bolt immediately after their wedding. Because expert Jermaine Greer had reported this based on don't know what. It was also reported that Katy Perry, the I Kissed a Girl singer, said that she rated Kate Middleton but not Megan. So this was reported in lots of newspapers. Yeah, but Again, who Mel- gives a fuck? Why do yeah. we care what she thinks? Well, one, who gives a fuck? Two, who cares what Katy Perry thinks? Three, yeah. Katy Perry's never actually met either Kate Middleton or Megan. Why Martin. are they quoting her then? And four, it was only quoted based on an interview that she had uh, with the magazine in which she said that when she was asked about their wedding, she was basically asked about a bunch of different like princesses and duchesses wedding dresses. (laughs) Out of all of them, she preferred Kate's because she really likes Alexander McQueen designs, which I don't think is the same as as having an expert opinion of Meghan Markle. How do you have an expert opinion on a person anyway? Yeah. Like more than themselves. I bet Jermaine Greer never even said anything to do with Meghan Markle. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been a flippant remark that they've just taken out of context and made out to be a bigger yeah, deal like than it is. Expert. Katy Perry actually, after it, put out a statement based mm-hmm. pretty much saying, like, I have no issue whatsoever with Meghan Markle. I've never met her. I'm not an expert on her. I didn't say any of these things. Please leave me alone, basically. Mm-hmm. So none of I feel like none of this insane reporting on her should be surprising. Given that, a photo of Meghan sitting near the Queen, and that's it, right? So this was literally the entire thing. It was just that <laughs> news outlets had a photo of her sitting near the Queen. And the headline on that, it was reported as, Unsuitable Meghan whoops is the top of the headline, followed by, the exact moment, Meghan Markle switches from cross leg to uh-huh. her slant, which is in quote marks apparently something she does is the Duchess slant. And we're not to be happy about it. Well, it's because the Queen doesn't like women crossing their legs, so you have to sit with your legs like to the side, apparently. Or she'll fight you. Yeah, basically. But, but I read that the I read that the Queen and Meghan Markle get along really well and they have a laugh together more than yeah, she does with Kate Middleton. Like, <laughs> opera interview. She said that she opera yeah. opera interview. Oh, opera. Didn't have any issue <laughs> that time she sang opera about the Queen. She said, like, yeah, they get along fine. And again, this wasn't, I mean, nobody had said this. It it was literally just a photograph of her. Mm -hmm. And then, so I'm I'm going to give you guys one to guess, actually. So I'm going to describe the scenario to you again, and you have to guess what the, this time it's a Daily Mail headline, right? So the Daily Mail got, published a photo which they'd taken of Megan and her friend Daniel eating avocado on toast. What do you think? I know that. This it, was long. Sorry, Liza, let me go. No, no, you go ahead. Yes, I know what it is. 
it was that she was like um supporting the farmers in South America and like she was killing them all because she was eating avocados and supporting she's destroying the environment and starving children yeah yeah exactly yeah except that actually even though that is what they reported your headline still makes more sense because their headline was is Megan fueling drought and murder yeah that was it I mean, tell that to all the other fucking people that eat avocado on top. Because she commented on that on the interview with Oprah Winfrey. Winfrey, she was like, oh, that was some loaded bagel, wasn't it? (laughs) No, did she? (laughs) Get that reference. Uh, another one that I found is, so I'm sure we've all heard about uh, Megan's dictator-esque behaviour uh, that's caused that caused three aides to quit within her first... Oh, and they cried. Uh, yeah, so that's been reported, like, heavily. However, looking into it, I found out that one of the aides did leave, but she'd already handed her notice in before she'd ever even met Megan. So she was already planning to leave. The second was then temporarily filling the role of the first woman who left, um, but she was due to retire. I'd already put into retire and had been working with the royal family for 17 years at this point. So again, it wasn't anything to do with the fact she was working with Megan. It was just that she retired. And then the third person that was reported on wasn't actually an aide for the royal family or Megan at all. He was a senior member of the Metropolitan Police, although he was named in like news reports as the third aide that she made quit. Uh, and he was assigned to Meghan and Harry and he's actually put out a statement saying that him leaving had nothing to do with Meghan or Harry he never clashed with either of them he found them both to be exceptionally pleasant people and that he actually left the job because he left the police altogether, therefore <laughs> couldn't work as their metropolitan police member of security. That would be cool. a bit of a wimp if he left because of Megan. If he anyone, away. yeah, I mean, like Gaz saying there, like anyone would think that Meghan Markle has like some sort of mega anti-royal powers that like send her back in so we can get rid of the rest of them. Yeah, <laughs> you just have to stand there like for minutes and you run away. I bet she probably is like a bit of a, a handful and quite high maintenance. I do I get guess. that. But I'm pretty sure the staff in with the royals are used I, to people I, being I, like that. I'm pretty sure the fucking queen's the most high maintenance person. That, I'm pretty sure no matter how bitch you, 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 can you can't it. turn your back on the queen. You've got to fucking walk <laughs> backwards out of room. Oh my god! <laughs> you can't turn the back on your back on no? the queen. Sounds like she's a wee mad pickpocket. Much looked into getting a job um, with the royal family because they were advertising for staff. Right. I was just curious about how much they got paid to be like a servant, and honestly, it's fucking minimum wage. I was absolutely outraged. I was like, fuck off, I'm paying them taxes. I mean, that's definitely not worth it considering that Meghan Markle could show up at any minute and tear off your face. <laughs> Whatever she happens to be doing that way. Um, another one that I found that, again, I had heard about and just assumed was true, but it was like, I don't really understand why she did that, but I don't care. The whole thing about how Megan had demanded that her child's birth certificate was changed after his birth. So even though his birth had already been registered, she demanded that it was changed so that Harry was put down as Prince Harry and she was put down as a duchess instead of just Megan. Oh, I don't really care. But it was, yeah. I mean... Similarly, I don't care. When I read it, I was like, all right, I'm sure that's true. Don't care. That's their names, whatever. Actually, it was the Queen that demanded that it be changed because when they registered the birth, they didn't realise that there was specific royal protocol that basically you can't like put yourself down as one of the people. You have to if you're royal in Britain. It's basically like a rule of the Queen that you have to put down your royal title. So it was that. 
queen that changed it which again fair play do okay, you like? according to the papers Sexually. like they want Meghan and Harry's titles to be completely stripped of yeah which again them. makes no sense if the queen's like hold on fix the birth certificate it doesn't say yeah. she's a duck on it but apparently she has some sort of massive beef with her but then Meghan's got beef and she did say this on Oprah that her son didn't get a title and you know what's his <laughs> William's wife Kate her, her children have titles that's because their kids are are white <laughs> not white but they're in line with the throne her kids are. Uh, it's also though I mean not really. I mean she's got Yeah, they've got kids. she's given titles to plenty of people that aren't in line for the throne that are more far flung than yeah. like the child yeah. of Prince Harry. Another so you can I want you guys to guess the headline again. <laughs> this is like my okay. second last one, right? So and it does relate to what we're talking about just now. So in two thousand and eight, Megan comforted and upset Kate, and there was a picture taken of this as well. Now to give you some clues about the picture, right? The reason that she was comforting her is because Kate was upset with something to do with flowers, so was holding a bunch of flowers while talking to Megan. How do you think is the matter this time? So how would you? What are your guesses for how the Daily Mirror reported this photo? That Megan's bridezilla and made her cry before her wedding. Leslie? Um, I'll just go with that as well because I don't really know. <laughs> um, the, the headline was Megan Markle slammed a door in Kate Middleton's face. What? That's the one I apologise for a row caused by Megan. Sorry, she tried to apologise by giving her flowers following a row caused by Megan. Oh my god. I didn't hear that. I've never heard of her slamming a door in her face. I thought it was something to do with, like, she didn't like the colour of her daughter Charlotte's bridesmaid dress and insisted it was changed. Or she didn't like the tights she was wearing. But then Some the, bullshit like that. The whole interview thing, it was actually that Kate made, made Megan cry. I'm just like, oh, for God's sake, these are all pathetic. They're I know, that is that is quite pathetic. I mean, get fucking grip. Yeah, well. <laughs> and then to round up, although again, not the Daily Mail, but definitely someone that talks shite. So mm-hmm. then we brought Piers Morgan up at the start. Everyone who doesn't know who Piers Morgan is, which again would be weird, that saggy face gammon who <laughs> 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 uh, you may know from storming off his own TV show, screaming that he doesn't have a problem with Meghan Markle at the top of his lungs. He once wrote a 10 point guide and published it in his newspaper column, uh, telling Meghan Markle how to handle the media, even though again he apparently doesn't have a problem with her and never thinks about her. And some tips in it included that Meghan should start sharing, sharing all information about her personal life with the media, uh, that she needs to put her wokeness back to sleep, uh, she should try harder to avoid being such a dirty hypocrite, and that she should do her duty. But he doesn't have a problem with her. Likes her a lot. Wow. I think he was just um, jealous because, like, he was friends with her, and then she didn't, yeah, like you said, she didn't invite him to the wedding, so ever since then he's been, like, a pure, bitter little soy boy fucking cuck. And takes, <laughs> like totally resents that that he he's like a nice guy, you know. He was rejected by the hot woman, and that's why he's upset. She didn't want to speak to him or left him on red when he messaged her. That's so important. Oh Are they children? So like uh, I've got a related story um, regarding uh, Meghan Markle from this book Sunburn by James Felton and the headline for it was Harry's Girls on Pornhub oh my was, <laughs> which was published by The Sun on 4th November 2016 what? which is when he met Meghan Markle and the two began dating <laughs> so this is when Apparently it was a heinous crime, so that's when the son decided to have a go off the mark and deciding that Megan was a terrible person. They printed headlines like, Don't fall for my little sis, Harry. She'd be the next princess pushy. 
on 2nd November 2016, which was an exclusive the next interview Princess with Meghan. Pushy implies that there was already an actual Princess Pushy. Yeah, Pushy's there was. Princess, Ma- Princess Michael of Kent was the original Princess Pushy. Oh, okay. And he was in a scandal recently, the Queen's cousin, Prince Michael of Kent, where um, at someone probably from the Sun, or I don't know, some under undercover journalist, posed as a, a person trying to, uh, from a business, saying, if I pay you this amount of money for a talk, can you connect me with Vladimir Putin? And he oh was my like, God. aye, sure. <laughs> but obviously he was just wanting the money. He would probably have said anything. Uh, so that was an exclusive exclusive interview with Megan's strains for nearly a decade maternal half-sister Samantha and they just called her her sister they didn't mention that you know they hadn't spoke for 10 years and that she wasn't her full sister it was just her half-sister and blah 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 so then they moved on to imply that she was a porn star under that headline Harry's Girls on Pornhub they've said right this is a quote from the article it said Prince Harry's new love Megan Markle features on adults like Pornhub she can be seen stripping off and groaning in the teaser read before enticing readers to turn to page five to read the rest. From the text, you'd be forgiven for thinking she'd actually done something pornographic when in actual fact, some perf had just uploaded to Pornhub some of Megan's scenes from the TV show Suit, which is rated suitable for 12-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> They inevitably had to apologise, saying, We would like to make clear that Miss Markle has never been involved with making such pornographic content and had no idea that the video clip had been published illegally on this website. They fucking did. <laughs> I like the, also the idea, like, she had no idea that they put... Well, what, yeah, because... Why, why, <laughs> were they thinking that people thought, Oh, she's uploading it? <laughs> like, clips from her TV show to Pornhub? No, I think they were just thinking that she'd actually participated in hardcore porn, <laughs> get like <laughs> porn or whatever on Pornhub, when there's loads of stuff like that on Pornhub, where there's, like, clips from, like, wee sexy things or whatever from TV shows and, you know, like, awkward sex scenes and stuff like that that they upload. It's a bit like, you know, YouTube, you can put anything on there, which is problematic in itself, but... <laughs> Um, you could probably put scenes from Confessions of a Fucking Window Cleaner on there and call it porn. <laughs> and also, I don't know whether you noticed as well with the uh, Meghan Markle when she was pregnant, that there's a difference between how they treated the story of Kate, who's white, falling in love with Prince William, and how they treated the story of mixed race Meghan falling in love with Prince Harry. For example, tales of how the women touch their bumps during pregnancy. Yeah. So most women, when they're pregnant, would touch their bump because it's like their precious cargo or whatever. That's a natural thing to do. And a quote from The Sun, it says, There she glows. Pregnant Kate cradles her burgeoning baby bump as she waves to crowds at Mental Health Forum, The Sun wrote about Kate, in 8th of November 2017. But then, on a headline about Meghan from the 28th of January 2019, it says, Gone gaga! Meghan Markle's constant bump holding is just for a photo op and she should take her baby bump Barbie act down a notch. Critic claims. I've seen that actually. It was like two pictures of both of them next to each other. It was literally the same photo of how any mum would like hold her bump. Really, it's so silly. Yeah, they're basically just making out like she's evil for just exa- like I'm surprised that like Megan walks down the street like psychotic evil bitch. What a monster! Yeah, I guess she walks fuck her. James Felton put it this way, he said, The son and others have kept up their dislike for the couple, bar a few moments, such as their wedding and the birth of their child, when it might go against the public mood somewhat to call her a pushy avocado-eating doolally bitch. <laughs> Do you know the thing is, like, I don't even 
don't really like Megan. I don't dislike her. I literally oh, couldn't care less about her. But I think this is a little bit of a shame, like why they're absolutely like just being so brutal against her. Yeah. Oh. And then there's relating to the royals and the sun. There's uh, an article about like the hypocrisy of these people, right? So. On the 8th of October 1996, the headlined Die Spy Video Scandal. Uh, so a, mis- a mystery snooper filmed Princess Diana frolicking with James Hewitt during their affair. The Sun can sensationally reveal today. The Sun wrote on 8th of October 1996, proudly proclaiming that it's a Sun Royal World exclusive. Oh, God. <laughs> So there's absolutely no videos of Diana frolicking with anyone because I thought, well, I've never, I don't remember this. Mm. I don't remember seeing a video of Diana frolicking with James Hewitt. Yeah. So it turned out that they printed many stills from a video reportedly showing Diana stripping off with Hewitt, dancing for and making out with him, an astonishingly grainy footage. And they said that the they first judged the filmmaker in the harshest possible terms for the footage they would publish on an audience of millions. Right, it was really grainy. The 80 seconds of tape handed to the Sun proved that there was no depth to which the spies would not sink. They wrote with all the self awareness of a potato. <laughs> <laughs> It was a calculated invasion of Diana's privacy at the time when she was most vulnerable. They continued really taking the piss. While they judged whoever had given them the video, it didn't stop them from using subheadings like tantalising and captions like revealed, die in her bra, she watches. When talking about the content, they always have to sauce it up or they'll call it a romp. I mean, nobody uses the word romp. I've never used a romp in my fucking life. A romp. When referring to the sun. It's like me and David went to a nice romp the other day in the bathroom. Yeah. (laughs) They went on to explain that they were publishing pictures from the video for Diana's sake, of course, to let her know that she wasn't imagining things and that she really was being watched. So they're trying to say we're publishing this, not for titillation or anything, but to protect, to expose the spies or the paparazzi that are, are... like I mean, on Diana, <laughs> we need to make her aware of that. That'd be like if somebody emailed me like revenge porn <laughs> of one of you, and instead of telling you, I just uploaded it to Pornhub and then hoped you'd find out that way. <laughs> Isn't a big satisfaction that clearly could never be gained from having a quiet word and giving her the tapes to hand over to whatever authority she felt fit. Their only option was to splash the story over several pages and draw attention to the frames where you can almost see her tits. So basically, it turned out that the video was a lot of fucking shit, as usual. So they'd been totally conned. They were taken in by two men who had acted as intermediaries. I can't speak. Intermediaries? Thank you. They had presumably been the con men. The editor said the son had been the victims of a highly sophisticated hoax. I think they knew fine well it was bullshit, but they published it anyway. So the footage was bloody, the figures indistinguishable, and the Diana actor was riding the Hugh actor around like a horse. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they were basically just lookalike and there it was and then people had filmed this with lookalikes on grainy footage and then sent it to the sun and claimed it was real and then they published it the diana lookalike who'd been unaware how the footage would be used when she filmed it came forward after suddenly finding herself on the front page of a national newspaper <laughs> and then here we go again right with the racist thing with diana so queen of all of our hearts can you guess what this is referring to like a year later. Did I get? Right, the headline is Queen of All Our Hearts, 1st of September uh-huh. 1987. Oh, is this just after she died? Yeah. yeah. So 
In the, le- in the weeks leading up to Diana's death, Sun printed a series of articles about Diana's new love interest, Dodie Faya, being shit in bed. <laughs> they got their exclusives from Dodie's ex-fiancé, Kelly Fisher, printing, Dodie is a dud in bed, 18th of August, 1997, 13 days before Diana and Dodie's death. And Dodie's no great lover. He doesn't know how to pleasure a woman. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm pretty sure no one would have actually said that to the news. <laughs> Dodie and Diana were trying to dodge the press, who were trying to snap their every move. It wasn't just the sun. When she kissed Dodie on a yacht, the tiny pap shops received bids of 500 grand. I mean, it would be all of them, like, mail everyone, especially the Daily Mail. The sun also featured snaps of Diana buying gifts for Dodie 11 days before they died. Two days prior, before, two days before her death, they printed pictures taken of a distance of Diana trying to get on the back of a jet ski behind Dodie on the front page under the headline Die's leg over yeah. <laughs> shots on pages two and three. Of course, page three, where they usually have like bare breasted women yeah. apparently like commenting on political events that they never said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they they did all of that, and of course, then she ended up dying because of the paparazzi, like or supposedly Prince Philip may have to put a hat on her or whatever. Yes. But who knows? He's dead now. You can say that. So. <laughs> But as soon as she's died, then the sun changed their tune and um, make out that she's like England's rose and oh, good night, sweet yeah. prince. She was special because she was one of us. And then do like a 50 page tribute to her, even though they like slagged her the previous. I don't That's why I never understood. Like they made fun of her. They were like so horrible when she was alive. And then when she mm. died, everyone was like crying, like. And even till now, like how many years later, and they're still going on and on. Yeah, this is why Prince Harry wanted to leave because this, he could see the same thing happening to Meghan, and the press don't learn anything because people are fucking thick as shit and they'll lap all that up. I don't know if people still buy newspapers other than just idiots. <laughs> no offence, but I don't ever buy anything. My dad still buys the sun and that just tells you. I feel like you don't need to buy a paper anymore, though, because everything's online. That but then there's fake news online as well, oh. so you can't always trust everything. But that's the thing, even the news things you get are from, like, even if it's mm-hmm. Sky News or BBC or The Sun or Daily Mail, it's still nonsense getting forwarded around. It, yeah. It's pure nonsense, all of yeah. it. Still bullshit, a lot of bullshit online. Like people often can't tell the difference between a parody account and yeah. a real one. Like oh. there's so many times when I've been on Twitter when people have been outraged at a pat what a parody account said, and then people are like, "It's a parody account, shut the fuck up." And oh. then I used to follow this woman that like like the onion like a jokey account, and she like was in love with Trump and like always supported yeah. him and everything. But it was the funniest account I've ever read in my life. <laughs> But yeah, every so often you'd get someone and go, this is shocking, how can you say that? Exactly. And she's also joking. <laughs> like, like there's a fake Boris Jones. And sometimes I've even fell for it and I've gone to reply and went, no, hang on a second, let me just double check this before I make an idea of myself. <laughs> because... And then there's another example of the son basically slagging someone and inciting public hatred and then after their death, making out that they loved her all along and that it was really sad and everything. Can you guess who that may be? Here's a clue. The headline on the 3rd of July 2002 was Vote Out the Pig. Oh, was that Jade Scoody? Jade Scoody. Vote Out the Pig, Jesus Christ. Oh, they were nasty to her. Yeah. Just be nice to people, fuck's sake. And this was Piers Morgan that led this campaign against Jade Goody. And if anyone's a fucking pig. Because she was just a, like a working class dental nurse from South London 
and she appeared on the third series of Big Brother in 2002. And she was a bit ditzy and she did say stupid things and, and she just became a complete hate figure for the son. Like, because she was loud and brash and she didn't, like, know that East Anglia was in England and not abroad and stuff like that. They I urged think- their readers to, mm-hmm. in their showbiz column, vote out the pig based on his perception that she looked a bit like a pig. <laughs> and they they said... The pig with the biggest mouth on TV has finally been nominated for eviction and now you have the power to roast her. (laughs) Oh my god, that's so nasty. She doesn't deserve to win the £70,000 prize and you can help stop her getting her trotters on it. Oh my god. I really thought you were going to say she doesn't deserve to live because they're that horrendous that it would surprise me if that was what they said. So there was also a column from Jeremy Clarkson. <laughs> yeah, a guy from Top Gear and he's a big gammon as well. On the first of March two thousand and three, and he used to write for the Sun, he had a column and it was titled Jade Goody should never get her hooves on a driving licence next to an unflattering picture of her juxtaposed with a photo of red rum. Oh my god. Comparing her to a horse. I never understood why they were giving her this much attention as well. If you don't like her, just leave her alone. Like, actually giving her more publicity Mm -hmm. and more attention. so strange. Oh. Yeah. Um, in 2007, she was deemed a big enough celebrity for her appearance on Big Brother for her to start to end her celebrity brother. Right. See, the thing is, they would pick on like people in the past, like Elton John and stuff like that, about mm-hmm. claiming that he, he cut his dog's vocal cords because they were too loud. Oh but then God. someone went over and actually filmed in his backyard and it proved he didn't have Alsatians. <laughs> he, he had poodles and they weren't. <laughs> they weren't. They were barking. <laughs> But obviously rich people like them, like celebrities, could afford to basically sue them for yeah. damages. Whereas back in the days when reality TV kicked off with like celebrity bread brother and that, these were just ordinary people that they yeah. would pick on so they couldn't do anything like see oh, their fame. Although Jade did the goody did get involved with Max Clifford, who was a big pair of and died in jail annonce. So there's that. that but anyway, <laughs> fucking died in the jail hilarious so in 2007 she was deemed a big enough celebrity from her appearance on big brother to enter celebrity big brother um and james felton describes it as a sort of human centipede of fame she'd <gasps> slimmed down somewhat in the intervening five years taking away the son's opportunity to call her a pig or similar but they discovered she hadn't lost weight through a fitness routine so on the front page of the 10th of january 2007 they wrote that Jade Goody is exposed by the sun today as a big fat liar who created her sexy new shape through liposuction and complained that Jade's body is bought, not earned, in a piece in which they bought, not earned. (laughs) (laughs) Just like a little girl getting bullied at school for being fat, so then she tries to lose weight and then makes fun of her for being skinny as well. That's just nasty. Obviously, we know what happened when she was in the house. So her, her boyfriend, her mum, and fell contestants Daniel Lloyd and Joe Mira from what were they called? S Club 7 yeah. they were sort of really nasty to Shilpa Shetty who was an Indian actress and quite racist towards her and stuff really nasty but oh this is a good point that James Felton made they called Shetty a cunt Lloyd called her a dog and said that she didn't like Shetty touching her food because she didn't know where her hands had been and that she should fuck off home. I remember Daniel Lloyd saying that. Yeah, Goody Daniel appeared, Lloyd was yeah, absolutely horrible. disgusted. Like, yeah, really I feel like disgusted. Jade Goody 
not that that's an excuse to like treat somebody badly because they're definitely new, but I think she didn't like her because she's thick. Joe genuinely didn't like her, but yeah, I remember how disgusting Danielle yeah. Lloyd was. She was just clearly an actual neo-Nazi racist fuck. Yeah, and then Goody referred to Shetty as Shilpa Popadom and said that she needed a day in the slums. The public were outraged and Ofcon eventually received more than 44,500 complaints, um, which was quite high for the time. The Sun joined in, centering their coverage around Jade, even though half the house had been quite racist towards Shetty, with Lloyd arguably using stronger language. They ran headlines like, Beauty versus Bigot. Pitching Shilpa against Jade, evict face of hate, national disgrace. And on 20th of January 2007, goody riddance. (laughs) (laughs) So they focused all on on Jade and they didn't seem to conveniently mention all the other fucking idiots that were being just as racist, if not worse. Again, they were just focusing on Jade Goody. Yeah. And then the Sun also covered the fellow contestants caught up in the racism like nothing had happened under headlines like Danielle has jacuzzi, like <laughs> as in she had a jacuzzi with her boyfriend after she was evicted, uh, detailing the thrilling and newsworthy event of two people having a swim. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how did they decide what shit to write as well? Yeah, so then Jade tried to make amends by appearing on the Indian version of Big Brother. And as what? we all know... What happened was that while on the show, she received a cancer diagnosis live on air, which is bad enough, and and she returned to the UK. And then all of a sudden, the son forgot the times they'd vilified her and instead deified her during her last weeks of life. Jade had decided to try and make money for her children by selling stories to the tabloids, resulting in her last days being covered in distressing details with headlines like, Jade's going blind, which was published on the 10th of March 2009. Jade tells youngest son, the angels are calling mummy, 16th of March 2009, and Jade, kill me now, 25th of February 2009. When she died on the 22nd of March 2009, their front page read, at peace on Mother's Day, I remember that, with a mournathon of stories on her demise running all the way to page 10, but forgetting to mention how at times they pointedly chosen to turn her into a baddie and had kept calling her a fat pig <laughs> with chalk. Yeah. So, mm. They don't give a shit no, as long as they, they just pander to what they think the public's mood is at the time and think that's okay. <laughs> I, just, I don't really want, know what to say. No, like, either. Just, yeah. I've got... <laughs> whether people all relate to this one but I think I'll just like there's a funny one here that's just so ridiculous it's focusing on the sort of celebrity fight side of things and it's about well do you remember the Freddy ate my hamster headline <laughs> yes Freddy star <laughs> yeah, I used to think it was quite funny right but then all he was known for was that headline that um, apparently he was he was <laughs> This woman was round who was like a, a girlfriend of one of his mates and she, I don't know, did something to annoy him. So she took her hamster and he jokingly put it between two slices of bread and pretended to eat it. He didn't actually eat her hamster, but then she made the son made it out to be her hamster. And that's what he was forever known as, the guy who ate hamsters. Wow. And it ruined his whole career and everything. Even though he was a bit of a prick, but still. There's one about Keith Orville. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, forget about the Keith Orville thing. I just want to mention about the sun, about the page free thing with the sun. Weirdly, for some reason, I don't know, I don't think they ever would have this in America, but I think from the late 70s, the sun started posting, publishing pictures of women with their tits out, their breasts out, and page free. Mm-hmm. And up until, I think, 
2016-15, it was then made illegal to print those pictures oh, in a family, so-called family newspaper. Yeah, but I mean, it's a family newspaper. You buy it for like oh. 20p and you go to page three and you're faced with a woman with her tits out, basically. I generally thought it was a paper for guys, that that's why they were buying it. But it was just disguised as a newspaper and that's well, why it was yeah. Yeah, and then what they did was there was a politician called Claire Short who was like campaigning to get this, get rid of page three, and the son basically had to go at her and called her all sorts of things, and then sent people around her house to try and get dirt on her and stuff like that, calling her feminist lesbian and stuff. <laughs> like, how dare she stop our girls from you know, getting their tits out? And there was a one point where I think it was Samantha Fox. They had a countdown for when it would be her 16th birthday, so that when oh, she'll finally oh. expose her to people Nasty. she was still in school at the time fucking pizza and uh, i remember when i was in work when i used to work in morrison's like back in 2005 six all the, we were i was in the canteen and there was a bunch of guys that worked nearby me and they were all like looking at page three and commenting on like the model and how they were like let's guess our age and stuff like that and i just went round. I turned around and went, you are a fucking bunch of idiots looking at that, you filthy fucks. You should be it's ashamed of yourself. Life. That's why they have to look at it there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was exaggerating my outrage just to be funny, but, like, I genuinely meant it. <laughs> and they were so annoyed at me for saying that, pointing it out. I had to shame them for exactly. looking at page three girls. <laughs> Yeah, they should be shamed. Like, you shouldn't be sitting objectifying women in public as though that's the perfectly normal thing to do. But then anyone could just view it. It's not like it was on the top shelf or anything like that. It's an actual newspaper that anyone could just buy. Like, families can look at that. It's not like, you know... Yeah, it's a normal thing. And so later on, when it was like there was a lot of pressure on the sun to get rid of page three and how misogynistic it was, they tried to turn it around by making it a good thing by saying, by turning it into a cancer awareness campaign, but like a breast cancer awareness campaign about how, like, so they got the page three girls to sort of demonstrate how to check for lumps and things like that, but it was just essentially a loophole to still publish tits in the newspaper because like when they do the picture to show you how to do it it's not like your nipples are out on show or anything it's all very hidden still yeah but they turn it into something titillating but they claim it's for charity that's ridiculous <laughs> they're just run by pervy old men that whole paper so it's gonna be boys club. oh dear so yeah but- there's so many examples of those kind of things like how they oh yeah and then they actually hired that bitch what's her name katie hopkins from the apprentice oh, um say so they, they they advertised it as the most controversial columnist as if to give people like you know a warning it's like saying come into this toilet there's a big massive shit in here <laughs> you know, don't tell don't tell can't say we didn't warn you if you come in and have a look and she said like show me the bodies show me the drowned like show me the corpses of the drowned children and all of that i i still would send gunboats i don't care i still send gunboats to deal with them you know after which they published that horrible picture of that poor three-year-old it drowns yeah. and she That's didn't care and she didn't get fired for that yeah no, nobody said anything about it it's like she could say what she wanted never understood that well it's here well more nonsense that's been mm-hmm. in the papers the past like year and a half is all the bollocks about coronavirus which oh everyone has their like favorite stories of the shite that was said about corona and 
I actually like what I think is a shame is like see all these stories you guys have been talking about they're basically making fun of people and maybe apart from Jade Goody which I think is really cruel but it's just all very it's not actually going to kill anyone right but mm. see the coronavirus stuff it's like yeah. it's partly just fucking hilarious and partly like you're actually like hurting people by doing this and you're yeah. gonna get yeah. die as well yeah because the Sun in the 80s basically published an article saying that heterosexual you can, it's impossible to get AIDS from heterosexual set that only gay people or people on drugs can get it and like the actual like british medical association were like you can't print shit like that it's really irresponsible because you can get it from heterosexual sex we've got proof but that's the thing all their articles have like sources and like made up doctors and yeah exactly medical associations they did that as well with AIDS Uh and then people believe it and then they start forward it around whatsapp and then like your mom and your aunt and all this kind of bots just start spreading it even more so I feel like it was, it's one thing doing it in the papers, but they do it in, because obviously all the papers are online now as well, but mm. the number of texts, especially, I remember at the start of Corona, like just the start of lockdown, number of text messages that you get were just utter bollocks. And they would all have their sources. It'd be some like mad, I don't know, medical society or this society. And it was just, the papers were just making it so much worse. Like they were properly making it worse. And, like, everyone must have their favourite, like, coronavirus myths and stuff like that. Well, I think the one I remember specifically is the the 5G madness. Oh, my God. Where people were attacking, or they were claiming that trees that were next to a 5G, like, I don't know, phone telegraph pole... Uh were dying like they had proof that the leaves were dying because it was one side of the tree was fine and the other side of the tree was dead because of the 5g which was oh absolute bollock it's basically that the um, the new 5g like transmitter is that the radio waves according are to who, yeah are basically that's actually spreading corona yeah so it's, it's not that you're coughing on someone it's it's literally the mobile networks are spreading it like and people were trying to wear stupid hats like you know ages ago when they wear like tinfoil <laughs> hats to like make sure that the government can't hear you and the aliens can't get you it was literally <laughs> that same mentality of like are you fucking stupid like actually are you actually stupid yeah, I mean, compare, like, to go back to the sun in the 80s about AIDS, they um, claimed in 18th of November 1989 that AIDS was a big hoax based on condoms. Yeah. It was condom manufacturers' fault because they invented AIDS so they could sell more Johnnies. Yeah, which is what the sun <laughs> done with Corona is, well, it's all the pharmaceutical companies and yeah, it's all so the hoax and it's not real. And I'm like, seeing that about Corona or AIDS, that's so dangerous. Like, what yeah. are you doing? Yeah, like Bill Gates was putting microchips in yep. the vaccine, so uh, they got that. Then they could. Tra- that's why yep. they put the five G towers in, so that he yep. could track your every move. It's like it. you've literally got a phone that tracks your every move. You find. Yeah, I still don't understand the logic of like why would Bill Gates want to track everyone's every move? Like, why would Bill Gates give a fuck what any of the three of us ever at any point in time? So yeah, some stories it's that Bill Gates is doing it, and other stories it's the government that's doing it. And the government wants to track your every move. And I'm like, the government already track your every move. I'm pretty sure they know where you are all the time and what you're doing all the time. Like, they don't need to insert something inside you to do that. But it's just utter nonsense. And then it's just backed up by the papers. Like it's, it's like it's not enough that there's idiots online and the papers actually have yeah. to make it worse. But yeah, I think those two to me were probably like the worst two out of everything. But then you just had the things that were just changing every day of 
or if you if you drink loads of hot water, it'll kill it because it doesn't like hot temp uh, hot temperatures. Oh yeah, yeah. If you drink right. loads of cold water, that'll kill it because it doesn't like cold temperatures. If you eat ice cream, that'll kill it. If you eat ginger and drink lemons, that'll kill it. If you stand in the sun, that'll kill it. It's just all this nonsense. They obviously gonna put people at risk. I don't buy yeah. papers, yes, so I wasn't aware of any of these like oh so-called remedies. Like, so you have topped up <laughs> your ginger and your lemon and. No, but what I did do was uptake my vitamin D because I'm a bit of a vampire, so I don't really go out anyway, so I don't get much sun. Plus, I live in Scotland where we have like sunshine maybe like twice or a couple of weeks a year if we're lucky. So I I started taking more vitamin D to up my immune system. But to be fair, like that makes sense because I've taken lots of vitamin D as well because again, don't see the sunshine. There was lots of um, up your vitamin C as well. Oh, yeah. But again, it's that's more not that actually doing or stop you. That's the thing in the papers. It was all if you take vitamin C and you take vitamin D, you won't catch corona. And again, that's it might up your immune system. So if you do catch it, yeah, but it there's no fight it. But it's not some it pure doesn't... medical cure. Like... Yeah, I mean, if that was the case, why bother with a vaccine then? Just yeah, eat yeah, lots exactly. of oranges and yeah. do some garlic. Yeah. Eat some garlic, eat some lemons, <laughs> ginger. I, the garlic was going to kill it because we're all vampires, clearly. Vitamins <laughs> just going to make you immune. I think for a while green tea was meant to make you immune as well. Like it's just just all this like dangerous information that people just lap up. It was like absolute nonsense. The other one for a while was obviously anything against Chinese people, which is obviously such a shame but it was like if you receive packages from china don't open them because they've got coronavirus in them mm. I was just, and that was um it'll be indians now yeah exactly but yeah a lot of these again they would quote their source as the world health organization every time this one about china that was the journal of hospital infection that was their source for this one what? So they, i don't know i don't even know who that is like, the yeah. journal of hospital infection yeah that sounds made up the big book of breathy medical yes. things. You mean yes. I miss them, right? The sun also targets, like, obviously, like after 9-11, a lot of Muslims got a lot of shit off the tabloids. And there was a headline, and this is quite recent, on the 20th of August 2016, the headline was Ramadan train driver in crash. Oh, my God. What's that? So what's... what do you think it means? What are they trying to imply? Oh, if you're fasting, you're going to cause plane crashes? Well, train, train crashes. Yeah, basically that's what they were saying. Because in yeah. June 2016, a train driver ran through a red signal leading to a derailment and severe delays to and from Paddington. No one was injured. By the time it came to the inquiry a few months later, it was a non-story, which even train watchers would call a bit shite if it was printed in modern locomotives illustrated. Yeah. <laughs> it's for a real magazine bought by virgins. This book's so good. So the sun ran it on page two before page three. I'm pretty sure they were still running like tits, you know. So read about Muslims and then turn over to page three where you can look at a woman with her tits out. They wrote that the real accident experts claimed his fast for Ramadan caused the rush hour derailment in which he sped through a double red light. They went on to give details of the last time the driver had eaten. They then mentioned casually that the real accident investigation branch was unable to conclude that fasting That's was a factor true. in the crash. But, of course, our headline says Ramadan driver, driver and crash, which yeah. makes everyone think that it was because fasting. Yeah. I've that in, like, Muslim countries where literally everyone is fasting. The yeah, it's still strange, that, isn't it? It's a bit weird, isn't it? <laughs> wow. It said that mentioning that Islam forbids daytime eating and drinking during Ramadan, which, fair enough, right? But that's four mentions of fasting and other many suggestions 
that Ramadan led to the crash in a story about an investigation that didn't conclude that fasting caused the crash. Oh, my God. There could have been any number of factors that caused the crash, and they said it showed the importance of drivers refreshing their knowledge of track layout if you want to talk facts. So it wasn't the fact that it wasn't because he was fasting. It was because maybe he missed the signal or the, the track yeah. that was changing. People make mistakes regardless of whether you're fucking Muslim, Jewish, atheist. It could have been any. It could happen to anyone. I know. Maybe he was thinking too much about tennis at the time, you know. Um, The sun just happened to pick the angle that implies that Muslims are unfit to drive trains for a whole month of the year. (laughs) But we're just unfit to do everything all right, because obviously terrorists are evil and yeah, totally. Yeah, so a a guy who's the Secretary General of the Muslim Council of Britain put in a complaint about the article. He said, creating a link to the faith of the driver and Islamic act of fasting without any evidence is totally unacceptable. In today's environment, where Islamophobia and bigotry have become more and more normalised, I hope the Sun will avoid creating stories that unfairly depict Muslims as the bad guy and will introduce safeguards to deter future inaccuracy. I I don't think they've done that at all. That's ridiculous. Like, yeah. How? Yeah. So apparently, all Muslims crash trains during Ramadan. Yeah. <laughs> so do you not see me do that like every year? Oh my god, Jazz. I mean, you caused so many accidents because you weren't eating. <laughs> I think that East Coast Bridge train never runs. <laughs> yeah, but you. Mind like that time that you crashed that rocket into the sun. That one Ramadan. <laughs> That's how I've got my tan because I got that close to the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, you just... crashed the economy because of your job because you were in <laughs> Actually, literally what happened. We were all just all the Muslims were just like really, really hungry. So we kinda accidentally like crashed the economy all by sure, ourselves. Well, I just wanted a burger. I just really wanted a burger. <laughs> but yeah, more ridiculous corona myths. Which this one actually pisses me off because this isn't even just the papers. This is fucking Boris as well who's to blame for a lot of things. The well, kids can't catch corona. I can't tell you how many kids I know that have caught corona and given it to their parents. Mm-hmm. And a bit weird how, yeah, Mark, I'm sure you could probably tell more than us how many kids in your class have caught corona. But apparently kids don't yeah, catch Even it. after there was com- like many, many, many confirmed cases of kids catching corona, pretty much like every school in the country. Yeah. Had a kid that had caught corona. Boris was still saying that all the evidence suggested that children wouldn't catch corona, which made no sense because all the evidence was suggesting that children had caught corona. Yeah. I mean, our own prime minister lies all the fucking time. I mean, even before, like when coronavirus, like back in the early days, like last year, when it was first kicking off, he had a press conference where he said, "Oh yeah, I happily go around shaking everybody's hands in the hospitals." Oh God, I remember that. You're like fucking twat. Between him and Trump, I literally every I'm day I couldn't decide. Oh, which one's stupid out of these two? Yeah, because he said he refused to shut down, like put the country into lockdown. He's like, "I've got no problem going around shaking everyone's hands." Yeah. And then he had to put us into lockdown, and loads yeah. of people died. Like over a hundred thousand people died. It's just disgraceful. Until like, they never, till now, it's still like kids don't carry it and kids don't catch it. Babies like, caught it. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. It's just disgraceful. So yeah, that that's probably the one that's pissed me off the most is about the kids because I think when they, I get that we needed the schools to open, like I do get that, but there was like, there was nothing about, okay, we need kids to go to school, but there's still a risk. It's still going to be bad and they can still catch it. So be careful. Like it wasn't, it was just like, no, I need to go back to school and just, it's fine. Yeah. And another note as well on coronavirus for the media is that they started leaking on about how that people should 
stop being lazy from working at home and go back into the office because Predator Manager are going to lose yeah. their money or profits for not selling sandwiches to workers at lunchtime. That's why we're all back at work. I've been back at work this week. We're, only back. we're all back so that basically London. the city of London can open up again because basically our buildings, all like the whole, like the square mile is empty, like completely empty. So now it's, they're trying to get everyone back in the office so we can make money, which is basically how every rule and every headline, everything during Corona has run is mm-hmm. what brings us money and what doesn't. Why, why did the borders never shut? Oh, because we need things from Europe and we need things from the rest of the world. But but don't go on holiday. Even oh, but it's an outrage that the NHS get like a measly 1% pay rise, you know. Oh. It's graceful. It's graceful, but yeah. There was, oh my God, the constant, constant, constant about the face masks. Like every two minutes, the opinion face masks was changing as well. It's like, oh, they don't actually work. No, they do work. Yeah, they do. They don't. Don't um, wear one with a vent. Don't wear one with a vent. That was it for a while. Uh, planes won't let you on with one that's got a vent on it, actually. Um, but the whole, like, our whole entire life, anyone that ever goes in for surgery or any doctor is wearing a mask. So it clearly yeah. is doing something. It's not a new invention. In a way, I'm kind of happy that, well, not happy that Corona happened, but that that a lot more people wear masks because I remember like not not that long ago um I mean because my niece was born before coronavirus and uh we went to Kelvin what was it called Kelvin Museum in Glasgow and yeah. I've seen a lot it's mostly Asian people that wear masks in the city yeah. uh, face masks and my sister's like oh look at that that's, that's weird isn't it and I was like well I kind of envied them because I'd like to wear a mask in town and not have yeah. to worry about what people think of me and then the whole coronavirus thing happened and everyone wears masks yeah. and it's sort of normalized and I'm going to continue wearing masks yeah because even like in London at least anyway they're they're seen by June the 21st everything should go back to normal and you wouldn't have to wear face masks or anything and I'm like no yeah, like, I'm, I'm not getting on a tube with, without a mask on having people breathing on me yeah. uh, or worse a fart no means no <laughs> exactly <laughs> you're on a plane and everyone's pure farting and oh my god it stinks one of the other stupid things that was said about face masks was if you were wearing it you could get co2 poisoning because like all the air that you're being breathing isn't going out so that you were going to keep all the co2 in it was i remember reading that it's so ridiculous it's insane you're probably I'm more sorry. likely to die from pollution from the fucking smog and uh-huh. like, fumes from cars than you yes <laughs> that went around for ages and then it was again low people like you say people in Asia that wear them all the time surgeons that are wearing them for like god knows how many hours straight none of them are dropping dead from co2 poisoning so why would we like it's just utter nonsense but it's just again dangerous nonsense to get people to not wear masks yeah and it's like oh fine you don't wear a mask but what about the rest of it it's like it's selfishness it's horrible do you think that the papers will eventually just die out and i think they're just getting more and more desperate to get readers so they'll just pander to whoever their like buyers are but people keep buying it people keep listening to nonsense and i think the papers are now competing against the internet which is why they're getting more and more ridiculous but then the journalists are getting really lazy as well because they tend to just um, find their stories from they just glean it from yeah. someone someone said on Twitter. Yeah, yeah that, that's the other thing I noticed. And there's no actual real uh-huh. research or so anything like, behind it no investigation, they just steal so everyone's like, oh, my, my pals, my pal's friend said this and 
like actually I was, I've seen something already off BBC and their source was a face group group yeah um, that's or someone who like say film like Rangers fans fighting like last week at George Square and I've seen it happen on Twitter where people go oh I'm a journalist from the sun would you mind if we um take your your video footage and then like publish it ourselves no and way. take it and, and then usually people say well fuck off I don't like you the sun whoever <laughs> would buy your rags so why would I give you my footage <laughs> instead um, of actually you know going there yourself and reporting on it yeah, exactly. just, you can offer people's video footage from their fucking phones oh i think my two favorite ones that i'm going to finish off with my two mm-hmm. favorite coronavirus things it's probably if you drink alcohol it will kill you it will kill them well, <laughs> so then people in poor countries that can't afford like drinking alcohol we're drinking like kind of like spirits and like medical alcohol to try and kill it. it's obviously killed themselves because you can't be drinking that um trump said drink bleach or shove yep. a, a um what is it a light bulb up your arse that is my number one is that all you <laughs> basically even... all you see with disinfectants you know you just wipe disinfectant on something and it kills it 99 percent of it kills it can we not just do something like that like inject disinfectants he basically told inject or drink bleach and stupid people fucking believed it but see in this case i think if you're stupid enough to drink bleach we should let you the funny if yeah, stupid enough to listen to Donald Trump, he deserved to die. Like honestly, just go drink bleach. Think it's gonna help. There's still drinker. people on Twitter that are like the Trump guys that are are saying that Joe Biden's a fake president and he's too old and he's incompetent and Trump's gonna come back because of that. And it's like you're fucking delusional. <laughs> Trump will rise again. I'll probably claim that he's like an actual expert. (laughs) But Trump's an expert on everything. Do you not know that? He he reads a lot and he reads a lot of of information and he knows a lot of information. He knows a lot of words. (laughs) He knows a lot of words. <laughs> He's a genius. Fucking <laughs> get me entertained all through lockdown. By the way, I could not have got through lockdown without Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Donald Trump. <laughs> Thank you for keeping us. Uh, Biden is a bit boring. I mean, he doesn't tweet any mad shit on Twitter anymore. So I'm entertaining. I'm actually quite gutted that he's like gone because I was he honestly kept me so entertained like all the time. I just, I actually Actually, just a look on the um, medical advisor's face when she was like watching him say all that mad shit, and she she was just trying not to react. Like she knew she wanted to say something, but she couldn't. I know. It's like, yeah, we're gonna get right on that. We're gonna see if inject vectant into you to kill the virus. Fucking idiot. And he would just come out with like random medicines as well. Be like, oh, take this, it will kill it, and take that, it'll sort you out. And I remember when he had coronavirus supposedly, and then he he made this mad like a film of him arriving at the White House like he was some sort of superhero god coming out of his helicopter and then posing and he was like ill for like two seconds and then got out again and that's how Boris Johnson did the exact same thing but I've heard recently that the nurse who looked after him supposedly in hospital has now quit because she's disrespected by the Tory government I mean what do you expect fun times that we live in (laughs) and the Daily Mail online I don't know if you've ever been on that it's like they always focus on they always say like I don't know Billie Eilish's uh, long leg she spotted outside bearing her midriff getting a coffee they always have to mention parts of their body yeah to make you feel insecure and shit it's just like why though like why just just to get more hits because people just like trash i'll admit i love buying the national Enquirer magazine i know it's full of bullshit but it's like the equivalent of me watching jerry springer i just love reading the trashy headlines and like according to the national Enquirer, Cher's been on her deathbed for the past like five years now <laughs> 
there, there are obsessed with printing stories about Priscilla Presley as well, about how she left Scientology and that um, her whole family have like cut her off and stuff like this, and that that she's lost loads of weight and all that, and that she was on drugs. And they're just obsessed with printing stuff about her. I think I they were also obsessed about look at the cover. It does always seem to have like Priscilla Presley. A small story about Priscilla Presley on it. Yeah, and they always have like stories about how Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston are. They're obsessed with them as well. Are they going getting back together as a couple? I think probably the new one will be like Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck getting back mm. to the Benifer again, which only just heard about. Like they're stuck on old news and they don't know what else to do. So yeah. they just pick on someone or they go back to something from before. Like, they're just bullied. Do, do you remember <laughs> the film So I Married an Axe Murderer? Yeah. And they, have you seen that? Yes. With no. Mike Myers. Oh, you need to watch it. It's fucking hilarious, right? Well, he's, his parents are Scottish, okay? It's really exaggerated. But his mum's like a horny woman. And she reads, like, this kind of, like, newspaper, like, the trash magazine, like, the National Enquirer, and it's got, like, headlines, like, she goes, look here, it says, woman gives birth to giant baby. That's a fact. <laughs> she keeps going, These are crooked, fucking mad headlines and how they're facts. It just proves that, you know, people read any old shit and believe it because it's in print. And she's Scottish as well, so it's like, it's, it's more comical. <laughs> Oh my god! I just found this list of like stupid headlines from different papers, and some of it was like, I always thought that journalists were like intelligent people, and editors were like, you know, highly educated people. But they're fucking stupid. Like this one is homicide victims rarely talk to the police. <laughs> I'd be a bit worried if they were. Yeah, rarely implies that they occasionally do though. This one is breathing oxygen linked to staying alive. You know what they? Wow. Uh. <laughs> Honestly, there's a whole list of them here and they're just absolutely ridiculous. Statistics show that teen pregnancy drops off significantly after the age of 25. Right. Because you're not a teen anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a stupid. Marijuana issue sent to a joint committee. <laughs> <laughs> That's not be a joke. Oh, and then this one, China may be using the sea to hide their submarines. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah. <laughs> what? Where, Where else are they going to put them? them? <laughs> oh my god! Like the, I was actually sitting here for ages before I joined. Diana was still alive hours before she died. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And this one, this one, the Daily Sun. Man kills himself and runs away. What? <laughs> I don't even know, like, what? I, there's no article that's delicious as the headings. I don't even know what, what on earth that would have said. Oh my god. There's just ridiculousness, though. Also, about the, the sort of the scum and the, like, the news of the world, who were, like, basically like, the National Enquirer, or much, much worse, which was run by Piers Morgan. And he was in charge of, at the time, when they were hacking a dead, murdered, like, a girl's phone. Oh my god. So they hacked into Millie Dyler's phone to try and see if they could get any information about, like, that they hadn't like found her at this point they hadn't declared her dead she was just missing so they hacked into her phone and she ended up with like loads of voicemails so that made her family think that she she was still alive because her phone was active and that made them feel after they found out they found the body and it was someone from the sun that was hacking into her phone and they they found like a voicemail of someone asking her for an interview at some place and that made her parents think that she was i think what they were trying to dig was information about where she could possibly be so that the sun could say oh we found her before the police have but then that would kind of imply that it's like well how did you get that information they're kind of like exposing themselves there like would they not ask ask questions about you know how did you get that you must have hacked her fucking phone 
which yeah. um, one of the uh, editors was like jailed for two years because of it and um, oh, like Hugh Grant and all that came out against it because it turns out a lot of people's phones were hacked previously what? a guy who was accused of raping someone um, by the son his phone was hacked and turns out he was innocent he didn't do anything yeah so yeah they're scum <laughs> I just don't think newspapers I mean even the broadsheets I wouldn't trust them because like you say as at the start of this podcast they all have their own biased opinions so yeah. you'll get like like I'm an independent supporter for an example and I went to like before corona um, years ago I went to independence rallies like marches for like mm-hmm. peaceful independence marches and we'd gather her and the um, papers would report that there was only like a few hundred, like a couple, like a, a few yeah. hundred people when in actual fact there were thousands of people there. Yeah. And also they would crop photographs. So it made it look like, so, so there's a bunch of mental people who gather at these marches and there's only about like 20 of them or whatever, fairy people. And they have massive like they fought Union Jack flags and stuff. And there's a guy that we could call um, Dirty Shirt. <laughs> man, no, we call him Mankey Shark because he wears this. He wears the same manky looking like Union Jack shark, and he just but like has a speakerphone and he calls himself a force for good. Honestly, he's such a comedy character. You need to look him up. He was also a Holocaust denier as well. He would just say things like the United Kingdom has been around for thousands of years and all this shit. So he would gather there with his guns and while all these thousands of people would march by and they were minuscule, like you could barely see them. But the way the newspapers cropped it, you would have thought that there was like thousands of people left in the Union Jack flags because they focused so much on that and not the actual amount of people who were marching for independence so it made it look like the Yuns were like there was more Yuns than that all the time the papers, like the other thing I actually just remembered now from like Corona as well was similar with the pictures. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys would have heard this, but it was more in London where they were basically saying that all the tanks were going to come out to enforce lockdown. It was like what, the army. Yeah, we're going to get the army out, and it was stuff like, oh my god, they're on like M25, and the new cat, the tanks are all coming out. <laughs> and it was it was just, like horrific. It was really scary. And there was all these pictures on the news with all these like tanks, like as if they're going to London. But then yeah. later on, it was revealed that actually they weren't even in Britain, or if they were, they were just yeah, attacked just like from something from, else. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I was like, why are you trying to scare people? Yeah. It was like, yeah, everyone stay in your homes because the army's coming out to make sure you like enforce lockdown. And I'm like, oh, so, go, it's all propaganda depending on where they lie politically, whether they lean yeah. to the left or the right. I mean, yeah. even in Scotland, we have our own um, newspaper called the the National, which mm. is a pro-independence newspaper so it's obviously going to print stuff about pro-Scottish independence but then that's one of the only papers that does that so it's a minority mm-hmm. against all the other papers that are like pro-union yeah, so. no, they totally mm-hmm. as well like obviously I'm like yeah I mean I used to buy the National as a point in principle and stuff but then I just stopped buying it because I just thought well they're just going to be just as biased as the rest yeah. of them so you know, I just I'll form my own opinions thank you yeah exactly oh then it's all corrupt. It's all corrupt, corrupt, corrupt. So are we just like generally anti-media then? Yeah, <laughs> yes, that's the that point of this episode, down with the media. I mean, you even think about it, like what's going on in Gaza at the moment. Yeah. Like no one's really focusing on the actual devastation and the ethnic cleansing that's happening yeah. and yeah. who's selling the arms to them. Yep. This is another reason I've quit my job by the way. I, what makes me feel really sick is that mm. <clears throat> my place of work um, basically 
will always make political statements and say stuff publicly in the media and then even internally we run all these like sessions about Black Life Matters and like mm-hmm. Asian shootings and all the stuff that definitely should be spoke about and like LGBT rights and being really inclusive. There has been one single word said about Palestine. No, not even one. Of course not because we know who runs your company yeah, so uh, but we can't say who it yeah. is obviously for legal reasons um, but yeah I mean the BBC I really want to say someone ridiculous but I can't think they of it. Call it a conflict it's not a fucking conflict. yeah that annoys me that it's called a conflict and there's a petition actually against the bbc because they're yeah. they're acting like they're biased but they're not like they keep like yeah calling it a conflict in itself it's like well, it's not, it's yeah, yeah. Well, who runs the bbc now the head of the bbc is someone who's donated thousands of pounds to like 50 grand or something a year to the Tory party. He's personal friends with Boris Johnson. So of course he's going to be biased towards him. They claim they're neutral. Are they fuck? They're not. And I'm not sitting here saying, actually, I don't know if you heard them at the debate earlier on today again, and they they actually brought it up and they were basically going on about how people are attacking rabbis in London and how we need to stand up for like all this racist attacks, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm not saying that's okay. And I'm also not. No, it's not. anyway whatsoever but i'm like really so let's ignore that people are literally getting chucked out their homes shot like everything i don't remember anyone in parliament debating about you know when the finsbury park mosque was attacked not not at all no no no. then you've got like like, pretty patel who's trying to get all the muslims she's a twat i don't know a single muslim person that likes her my dad like literally oh honestly she's such a nasty not just muslim she was like deporting like jamaican people who came over here in windrush Legally, as British yeah. citizens, Why and then has them deported. Like, does she? What do, does she think she is? I know oh she's obviously God. like she's not white women. <laughs> exactly, it's like yeah. she can't see her own. Yeah. <laughs> just like you're gonna get yourself deported. <laughs> I wish she would just deport herself. I wish all the Tories would deport themselves to hell where they belong with Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear, if we've got any Tory listeners, I really don't care. You can fuck off. If we've got any Tory listeners, you definitely can fuck off. Basically, pretty much. Yay! (laughs) It's a very angry episode, isn't it? I I know, it's supposed to be a comedy show. And well, I suppose some of it was quite funny. But yeah, I think we do need to like seriously explore these issues. So, um, and and we have the freedom. We're lucky to have the freedom to say this on our podcast. And if you don't like it, then fair enough. But like, I don't know. Mm. So what are we going to talk about next week? Uh, Topic for the listeners. (laughs) Pick a number between one and ten. Well, I picked it last week, so yeah, as you go. Ten. Okay, number ten is cryptids that Pokemon are based on. Yay! Oh, nice. (laughs) Nice That's a fun topic. Nice and light for all you Pokemon nerds out there. Pokey cryptids. Pokey cryptids. (laughs) Oh, nice. Okay, I like that one. Brilliant. Well, I'm going to go and make my dinner, which is just going to be like some chicken fillets with some eggs on top, which is a bit wrong, isn't it? It's, it's like, well, mother and mother and oh my child. God, yeah. That's what they call that in Japan, I think. Mother and child. Oh my god, it'll know. Or like a chicken eating its period, really. Yeah, oh, it's more like... That's actually what it is. Yeah. But I'd hope they're not fertilised. No, they're Although not. some eggs, fertilised eggs, do like yeah. end up in the shop, and oh. there's a way you can tell oh if you shine a light on the eggs. It's if they glow in a certain way and then you know they're fertilized well, the women, there was women um, who went to waitros and bought some eggs from them and she decided for a laugh to try and incubate some egg and some of them actually did happen yeah. mm-hmm. i don't know why but uh, that's made me sing love shine a light by katrina and the waves in my head 
speaking of which, it's Eurovision on Saturday. Woo-hoo! It is Eurovision on Saturday. Back. I fucking love Eurovision. Maybe we should do a podcast about Eurovision. Mm-hmm. There's not oh, really any interesting facts about that. Yeah. Weird things that happened on the Eurovision and, and like backstage. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think Eurovision is weird enough. Keep Eurovision weird. Anyway, on that note, I'm going to say bye-bye. I'm also going to say bye-bye. And yes, bye. See you later. See you later. (laughs) Crystal. Mess.